Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, right now, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline as we uh, take a look at the Bucks uh, matchup tonight against the Lakers, Kane Pittman, host of the Locked on Bucks podcast. You can find him at Kane Pittman on Twitter. Kane, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty excited. This should be a, this should be a pretty fun game tonight. What does it mean tonight? What does this game, <laughs> win or lose, what does it mean? Well, it, I don't want to, after I've just said how excited I am to watch this game, I, I don't want to now uh, go the opposite direction. But ultimately, the winner or loser of this game does not really matter. And we know that because we saw last year the Bucks are the perfect example. They beat the Raptors three times during the regular season. It doesn't really matter once you get to the finals. And these two teams, if they are to see each other again, it's not going to be until uh, June. There's going to be a lot of basketball in between now and then. So I don't think that the actual winner or loser uh, matters tonight. But I will say the Lakers are a team that, that has really, really struggled against the best teams this year. 0-4 against the top two seeds in both conferences. The Bucks are 5-0. and So maybe for the Lakers, they, they want to get this marquee win that they haven't been able to get all season. So uh, I look at it this way, that really, to me, more than anything, it probably, there's a lot of people pushing now for maybe LeBron and what he's been able to accomplish with the Lakers and how the Lakers are now on top out in the West and that he would be a guy vying for the MVP. To me, it's still Giannis to lose. It's, it's, it's his award. Uh, I don't think tonight goes a long way, but certainly if if Giannis doesn't have a great game and LeBron has a great game, yeah, that may start to tip the scales a little bit. So to me, more so than anything, this might be about more the MVP award than anything else. Yeah, possibly. I mean, you, you're certainly right. Like, if Giannis does have a, a down game and LeBron uh, has a triple-double or whatever, whatever he does and plays really well, then yeah, I mean, that's all you're going to hear about for the next few days. All right through uh, the weekend is the fact that LeBron has closed the gap. I... I I think that for the body of work through 60-plus games so far, I don't really believe that Giannis can be overtaken for the MVP at this point. I think it's uh, he's pretty much got this as close to locked up as he could possibly have. Uh, he's improved from last season. We know that his numbers have gone up. And while LeBron is leading the league in assists, which is the, the main number that everyone points to, along with the fact that he's just old, which isn't an MVP, uh, you don't get credit for being old, but... Uh, Giannis is putting up historic numbers. This Bucks team still on pace uh, to win high 60s games. They might not get to the 70, but uh, listen, I think for what we've seen throughout the whole season, uh, Giannis has probably got it locked up. And remember, he's played some of his best games against LeBron over the years, including earlier this season where he hit the 5-3. So Giannis typically, typically gets up for this matchup. Where do you put Chris Middleton in the narrative of superstar? Well, I mean, superstar is a, is a strong word for Chris Milton. But I, I think this year, you know, 20-plus 20, 20 points per game, 50-40-90, as everyone keeps talking about, 
I mean, he's running the conversation for All-NBA, and uh, it's interesting to look at a guy like Jason Tatum in Boston and what he's sort of done over the last month, and there's been a lot of talk about him potentially moving into the All-NBA uh, conversation this year, but uh, right across the season for the for consistency, it, Middleton's probably had a better season than Jason Tatum, but uh, again, the, the narrative changes when you're not the best player on your team, and Chris Middleton's so unselfish, he goes under the radar, you don't see him out uh, in the media, you don't see uh, him putting his own profile forward and trying to boost his name. He doesn't do that. He just shows up and goes to work. I think at, some, at some point, that sort of works against him when, when you're having this conversation. But he's, he's a two-time All-Star now, and, and probably as long as uh, the Bucks are with this core and with the honesty, he's probably going to uh, pick up a few more All-Star bursts as well. So, I mean, he's, he's a genuine top-20 player right now. Take uh, take the story of Giannis out of the mix. Um, what would, if there's a secondary or even a third style story, what would be something that is the most intriguing to you about this Bucks basketball team this season? Uh, I, I think moving forward, if you want to look at through to what is going to be the story come playoffs, it's definitely the, the shooting of this team because. Uh, we've seen if the Bucks are going to lose. I know the focus is always on defensively and the threes that they give up. But my my eyes are on the Bucks' actual shooters because when you look at this team, they've got a bunch of guys that can shoot the three, but they don't have that many guys that are real knockdown shooters from the outside. Milton obviously was spoke about as having a great year, and George Hill. Uh, likewise, Kyle Corver, probably the other one. But some of these other shooters, the question mark for me and the story moving forward and, and really – the difference between this team, again, making the conference finals, maybe the finals and winning the championship, will be the other guys. Are they going to be able to shoot? So I, I think that while the defense is enough to, to win them all these regular season games, I think when it comes down to it, the story that everyone wants to talk about is the Bucks winning the title. And I think Giannis is going to be great in the playoffs. But it might be the other guys that, are, that determine whether the Bucks can win at all. Is one of the unsung heroes of this team Dante DiVincenzo? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I just could not have predicted how impactful he would be coming uh, as we sort of head to the playoffs here. Because last year, injury riddled, only played 27 games. Uh, he was decent in, the, in those games. He certainly showed flashes of his defensive uh, impact that, that he's had right through this season. But I, I did not think that he would become a player that would be really, really actually important to this team, and he's become that. I mean, he's the guy that Bud trusts. He's always the first guy off the bench. And now we're starting to see in the last month uh, his confidence grow offensively. And he said himself, he said uh, game by game, he's starting to feel better. He's starting to understand when to pick his spots, when to look to score, when to distribute, give the ball to Giannis, these other guys. So uh, he he just continues to get better. And it is. It's remarkable. I, I did not see that coming. Talking with Kane Pittman of the uh, Locked on Bucks podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Kane Pittman. Uh, so looking at the rest of this lineup, obviously there's a lot of role players. Pat Connaughton, Ersan Ilyasova, Robin Lopez, Brooke Lopez. I mean, do you feel this team this year as it sits now is deeper and more capable of withstanding what happened to them last year in the Eastern Conference Finals because of their depth, because of their role players? Yeah, I think so. I think the key additions uh, for this team from last year, and we already mentioned David Chenzo wasn't there in the playoffs last season. He's become a really important player. Another another key guy is going to be Robin Lopez. Uh, we saw last year the Bucks got it went into the playoffs against a big Raptors team, and they didn't really have a backup center. And uh, while the the minutes with Giannis at the five have been uh, pretty good, and they're always we, we like to see those that when the Bucks change things up a little bit and go small. But I think having that extra big body, particularly if they come up against a series 
against the Lakers or, or against uh, the Sixers if, if that comes with Joel Embiid. I think having that extra big body helps, particularly defensively. And then they add Marvin Williams uh, just a couple of weeks ago here, who's a terrific defender, which actually has bumped Ersan Uyasova out of the rotation, the guy that was playing six minutes last year. So they've just got deeper. The defense has got better. And uh, I, I think when you look at the second unit and the, the strength of that second unit and, and really some of the guys that aren't even going to get on the floor, this Bucks team has got deeper. They've got plenty of different ways they can go with the rotation, with the lineup. Uh, I think the team is, is unquestionably better, which is kind of funny to think about because we maybe didn't think that at the start of the season when they lose Brogdon. Is, uh, as we you know head towards the postseason, I mean, all eyes are going to be on Chris Middleton and, and Eric Bledsoe. Um, do you believe Bledsoe's over the hump? Do you think, or do you think he's still got the the questionable night in and night out numbers? Yeah, it, it's hard to know, and uh, that's kind of the scary thing if you're a Bucks fan is is wondering what Eric Bledsoe you're going to get. I actually thought that he was pretty good in the first and second round last year. Obviously, in the conference final, he couldn't he couldn't hit a shot, and that that ended up playing uh, making Bud take him off the floor, and they went with George Hill who had a terrific series, but. I think that this is still a really big concern. The one thing I always say, if Bledsoe plays at a regular season level during the playoffs, I don't think that the Bucks can be beaten. I think they're winning the, the championship. So it, it is kind of scary from that point of view to have such a heavy reliance on a, on a guy that, uh, you know, a couple of seasons in a row now hasn't exactly delivered when you wanted him to. But he's, he's, his confidence looks better shooting the ball. He's shooting free throws better. He's been working with Kyle Corver a lot through the season, working on his shot. And him just being a 35% shooter in the playoffs uh, changes everything. So as much as there's the concern about the other things in the matchups, if, if he's shooting the ball well and he's shooting the ball with confidence, that's, that's all you're going to make. Um, one of the other guys, and I, I really uh, was so glad they kept him, what does it mean for this team when they kept George Hill and the experience uh, that he has, not only with, with his veteran years, but the fact that he is kind of like a coach on the floor and an assistant coach when it comes to what knowing what really what Coach Bud wants? Yeah, he's just a calming presence over everyone. And, and sort of as you pointed to there, the big thing with George Hill, uh, when I watch him play, Anytime the ball's in his hands, I just don't think he's going to make a mistake. And I felt that way right through the postseason last year. And that's huge. Because as we, as, as we found out, that became pretty important when Bledsoe wasn't able to be played. They went to George Hill and they had a reliable guy that can, that can get you a bucket, can get you an assist. And defensively, he's terrific. And, and it's, it's kind of funny because this changed really quickly. Because if you remember back to the regular season last year, he wasn't great. He, he wasn't shooting the ball well. He was a little bit injured when he first came across from Cleveland. So... I, I've always sort of wondered about that, how much things change with how well he played through the postseason. And if he didn't play to that level that, that he did, maybe he, they don't bring him back. You know? So uh, the fact that, that he was such an impact player uh, through the playoffs last year has really followed through to this regular season. He's been healthy, uh, knock on wood, but uh, to this point, and he's clearly become a, a very important player. If the, uh, if the Bucks win tonight, what do you think the national narrative is going to be? Uh, it won't change. <laughs> it'll, just be, uh, it'll be like, oh, yeah, so all the Giannis uh, beat LeBron, but let's do it in the playoffs. And uh, that's why it, it's tough if you're a Bucks fan and you, you watch some of these uh, national TV shows. I, I, I certainly understand why uh, that can be hard to take because, you know, if, if the opposite happens and the Lakers win in the Bucks season, they may as well pack it up and go home. That's, that's what everyone is saying. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's tough, and it's tough to listen to, it's tough to watch. But as I said, uh, you know, the Bucks. They blew out the Lakers earlier in the season. The Lakers potentially might be the team that needs this win more than the Bucks, but uh, they won't. They won't tell you that.
Hey, real quick, last question. Uh, do they need Kyle Korver? To, because the, the, the argument is that uh, your starters will get you to the postseason, but your bench will win you the championship. Do they need Kyle Korver to win a championship? I think they've sneakily missed him, and I didn't think that was going to be the case at the start of the season. I didn't think he was going to be as important as he has been. But as you know, Bill, he's a guy that in a playoff game, in, in, three, in a three- or four-minute burst, he can get you two or three three-pointers and really bust the game open. So I, I think he will be an important player, and I think that's why they're, they're taking it easy with him. They want to make sure he's healthy when they need him. Always great to chat, my friend. I appreciate it. We will uh, keep uh, listening to the podcast, and we'll touch base back again here in a little while, okay? Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kane. There you go. Uh, go to uh, Kane Pittman, by the way. You can find him at the Locked Locked on Bucks podcast. Go to Kane Pittman on Twitter, K-A-N-E Pittman, P-I-T-M-A-N on Twitter. That's the Locked on Bucks podcast. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That is 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.